Hey everyone, today is Tuesday, the 3rd of August 2021. This is The Gap, episode 577. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gorey's here. Job, have some sad news for you today that I just found out recently. The GOAT has left Los Angeles. It is... Gone. I'm fucking gutted. I cannot believe that they've let this happen. That the yeah. Lakers have allowed this to happen. It is so fucking idiotic that they yeah. would let probably the all-time MVP mm. just walk away from this. Just, just walk away. Yeah. Like, stupid. Absolutely idiot. Like, there's just the, the clowns running the show there at the Staples Center. Absolute clowns. No wonder you're wearing yeah. your fucking, your Dubs shirt, your fucking... That's right. Golden State shirt, because you're you're a fucking bandwagon fan who's leaving. You're abandoning the Lakers <laughs> in protest. Well, if you if you get rid of the goat, you get rid of me. That's yep. just how it works. I find a new, new team. That's what happens. Yep, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. I mean, it's weird that you didn't but- change to the Bulls because that's where he went. But. Uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, you know. Oh well, whatever. Yeah, um, I guess we're stuck with LeBron and Westbrook and That's just and yeah, West, uh, Russell Westbrook. Oh my god, and yeah. Anthony Davis, like just trash and Anthony garbage, <laughs> just garbage team. <laughs> Straight up, nonstop fucking trash. You wouldn't like one of them's in that fucking flop movie Space Jam two, right? Mm. Fucking movie star Alex Caruso. What movie would he star in? A remake mm. of fucking Zodiac, and he'd play the fucking Zodiac killer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> play a fucking walk-on role as an accountant in a remake of fucking The Big Short or some shit. <laughs> yeah. He'll, he'll take, like, um, I don't know, fucking... Whose role? Who, whose role could he take? Who, who could he... Who would play him in a... Or do you think he'd just play himself in a film? Yeah, he'd just play himself. Like, you know he's right. you know he's playing the markets. You know he's balls deep on that shit. Uh, yeah. He's just got that look about him. Um, anyway, see ya, Caruso. You did, you did great work for the Lakers. You nearly... Yeah. Mate, if we had just made it past that round, the Suns, we would have won it that all. That was it. There was yeah. nothing. Finals MVP. There was nothing. We were there, right? Like, we were right there. The Lakers were right there to backing it up. And then fucking... What do they call him? What do they call that Anthony Davis? They've got some fucking hilarious name for him because he always, always gets hurt. Oh. Um, I couldn't remember. I don't yeah, know. I, don't I, know. I know what you're talking about, but I can't yeah, remember anymore. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's too long ago. It's too long. Wiped that out of my memory. Yeah. Anyway, why are we recording on a Tuesday, Luke? Um, busy. I got stuff happening this week. All right. So, just hectic, hectic things going on. Yep. That might might become clearer later. Ooh la la. Because <laughs> at this stage, I don't know. Yeah. You don't like you. You don't even have enough clarity on it. Is that the case? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's the case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like, going to be a bit I could of a say something that might not happen. Right? You don't want to jinx it, right? <laughs> yeah. Did you ever did you ever do that growing up? Like fucking you'd say um, something and then it wouldn't happen. And you, I, I remember um, we were supposed to have a birthday party 
at time mm. zone. Me and me and my brother supposed to have a birthday party at time zone, and right. uh, and we mentioned it in passing, oh. and then uh, like four weeks before it was supposed to happen, something happened. Uh, I think like the the time zone had like renovations or something. And yep. uh, they shut down to, to redo the whole yeah. place. And you got stuck at AMP Bowling. AMP? That's, uh, that's a super fun, isn't it? I think it's a bank. AM, oh, okay. I don't know what the bowling... There, there, there was a bowling place. No, we just didn't have a birthday party. We didn't have a birthday AMF party. Bowling. AMF Bowling. Nice. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, everyone treated us like fucking little liars at school. Because uh, they were supposed to be going to a fucking birthday party at Time Zone. And then, you know, but we couldn't have controlled that. We didn't know it was going to be going to renovations. And mum hadn't actually made a booking. She was the asshole. What the fuck, mum? You screwed us. So anyway, from then on out, I never mention anything that's going to happen or isn't going to happen until it's actually happened. Because that's my Pavlovian response. I'm just like... right. They'll be like, oh, Job, so uh, big big week this week. Oh, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, we will fucking see, won't we? I don't want to fucking... I don't want... Do not bring it up again. Thank you very much. And then later that week I get married. Um, hmm. Anyway, so uh, things may or may not happen. I tell you what just did happen, though. We're on a rolling... <laughs> where the, the ESPN oh, NBA yeah. sure. free agency updates. Yep. Uh, I'm back on the, the Lakers bandwagon. Uh, Who have we got? Kent Bazemore has left the Golden State Warriors to join the Lakers, which is a good pickup. That is a good pickup. That's actually a really good yeah. pickup. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't make up for the lack of Caruso, but. Yeah. You need to sign like three more Russell Westbrooks for that. Easy. You know? Yeah. But uh, we're getting there. So uh, it's going to be a bit of a weird week this week because uh, we yeah. are recording earlier in the week. Uh, but I guess it will mean we got some stuff. you get it a bit earlier as well. And because we won't go out on Friday, right? We'll just go out early, right? Well, we, yeah, th- we'll see. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's just wing it. We'll see what happens. We'll just, we'll just see what <laughs> fucking happens. Yeah. Um, we, we might go out on Thursday, I guess. Yeah, that's what I figured, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but we got some games, a couple less games than I hoped to have. Like, I wanted to play a bit more of the Ascent. Yeah. And, um, I didn't get a chance to play any more Death Door this week either, which I was kind of disappointed in. Um, and we would have had probably some more stuff if we recorded later on in the week. But uh, we definitely would have. Uh, also, yeah. one thing I have to leave for next week. Pushed deep back mm-hmm. that uh, I can't yep. can't talk to, but we'll talk about it in the news. Um, but yeah, why don't we just kick off uh, with Hell Let Loose? Yeah, uh, you've uninstalled it. No. Nah. No, although I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I don't like either of the new maps, and that's yeah, pretty weird. And that's pretty weird. I I I remember when they announced the Eastern Front, I was really excited about Stalingrad, but I just do not like what they've done with it. I like it runs like garbage. Everyone knows it runs like garbage. Everyone who plays on it has it running like garbage, and it's just such a. It's I I think it's a really poorly made map in general. Like, f- fucking favela level of bad map. Like, favela yeah. in Rainbow Six. Like, just fucking mm. 
you can sort of see what they had in mind, but the and like the execution just doesn't fucking work. It's just this like it's a it's a large map. I, th- I think did I talk about it last week very briefly? Like just instead of being yeah. the city, so, map, sort of like very open, yeah. like not lot, not a lot of cover, just yeah. kind of like rubble buildings and uh open areas like like big open sight lines where you're running from one side to the other and it's like no cover I mean, yeah what you're saying. yeah yeah and like there's this one point in the middle of the fucking map uh on the like the direct center point uh if you wind up at it uh or ha- having to hit and test over it it is so deeply lopsided but like on, on a fundamental level that i just don't know how they could have fucking put the so when you're playing hell let loose uh to cap a point you want to uh move into the circle area because you cap at a much faster rate so more players that you have Mm. in the circle area the more you'll actually hold uh the easier it is to hold i believe it's three to one so one of you will count as three other players outside of the circle i also believe if you have um having anyone on the point is better than having like the entire fucking team outside of the point. I believe it will not move. I still, I I played like 150 fucking five hours now and I still can't fucking nail this down, but I believe (laughs) a single person on the point is enough to like to hold, Hmm. uh, based on the fact that, uh, I have capped, I've done the reverse. I've been a single person on on the circle who has capped a point when I know that the rest of the enemy team has to be streaming in and they were closer already, but I just happened to have scouted out and worked out where their next point would be. So I capped it from like in their fucking uh, in behind them. Um, yeah, definitely seen that happen before. So I believe, yeah, just being on the circle is enough to overwhelm uh, any number of other players but um yeah the the construction of it in, on Stalingrad the circle is placed uh in the in this rail yard which is a nightmare in and of itself because uh there are all these trains um that you can see under and shoot under they're difficult to get th- like past the trains the trains themselves have those couplings uh, and to get over them, you've got to fucking navigate Hell Let Loose's slightly wonky fucking vaulting mechanism that works probably 90% of the time, except when you're being shot at. And that's when it works about 4% of the time and you just get fucking your legs shot out. You're just like trying to jump into this thing. And instead of vaulting, you'll just sort of jump into the wall like nothing happened. You're like, please... Don't do this to me. Not now. And you can't crawl under the trains. Um, well, I've only tried it once, uh, but it doesn't look like you can crawl under the train. So you don't have that option either. And what happens is whichever team gets set up in that circle first is able to fucking see the other team's feet. Like fucking diehard shit. Like, or The Rock, right? Just shoot them. You just shoot them in the fucking feet. That's enough, right? You don't need a fucking... You don't need a headshot cunts to fucking take them down. Uh, if you can just put, like... If you can cut their fucking feet off with automatic rifle fire, right? And so, yeah, they've just got, like... 
this amazing, like it's so defensively lopsided that it turns into a race to get on the point. And once you're on the point, it's basically impossible to fucking take you off. I had a game yesterday where I managed to get on the point the other thing is with 1.0, you've got like lots and lots of fucking new players and they're all, they don't understand the concept of the squad leader. So they're all taking the squad leader role because they're like, oh, well, I can't join a squad. So I'll just make a squad. And then they never put down fucking OPs and they do things that are just idiotic. I had one dude yesterday who was running around. We were playing offensive, um, which is the rush style game mode. Uh, and he was running around in the backfield like trying to clear my, my, my squad leader was trying to clear an enemy team off our point behind. And, uh, I got kicked from the squad actually, because, uh, I explained to him that he was wasting his fucking time and wasting our time and that he should put a fucking OP a little bit closer to the fucking point so that we can spawn on it. Mm. And, uh, I, I was actually really, really diplomatic because I, like, you know how I am, right? Like, I'm fucking, uh, I am definitely a cunt, right? I'm definitely a cunt. But I have philosophies about playing video games. And my one of my main philosophies in games is, you know, be the change you want to see. Uh, which, you know, the gentleman bandit thing and playing, like not a fuckhead in Dead by Daylight and all that kind of stuff. It all feeds into this. And so when I have a squad leader, I've ha I have actually and actively coached a bunch of fucking squad leaders uh, over the course of since, since 1.0 into being halfway decent squad leaders, like explaining to them, okay, so you want to take out your stopwatch, uh, hold right click uh right mouse button then just sort of mouse around until you find you see it go green then put down an mm -hmm. op and you want to do it uh like almost whenever you feel is like a, a good opportunity to support our push but if you like i can tell you the next time that we'll probably want one and like a, a bunch of them have actually taken me up on that anyway this dude wasn't having any of it and so i'm like dude or like you need to stop uh, this is this is offensive game mode. This is not warfare. They can't actually do anything in our back line. It's not gonna like it's not gonna impact us. All them doing stuff in like taking down Gary's behind us is gonna do is a actually free up Gary's for us because we've got an eight eight Gary cap and b like waste their time. That's just that's just a squad of players who aren't defending on the point. So if you were to abandon them they wouldn't be a problem anymore. And the problem, the other problem was like, I'm like rank 60, which isn't very high. There are like rank, I, I regularly see rank 200s and stuff. Um, but I was like 40 ranks higher than the next highest rank. Like we were a squad full of, of newbies. And so they were all spawning on the OP because it had the lowest countdown time uh, and so they were all stuck way away from the fucking main point. And the squad leader's like, no, I'm oh, he was American too. Uh, and he was just very uh, sure of himself, despite mm -hmm. being wrong. Uh, he's like, no, nah, man, uh, you know, if they get in our back line and they, they tear us up from behind, then we'll never be able to stop them from getting in around behind us. Like, That's good. That's like it. 
yeah, I'm good. I'm good at voices. Um, and uh, <laughs> like that's that's just fucking that's just defense 101, man. I'm like, but we're not defending, my dude. We're attacking. We don't need defense. We need to be on the fucking points. Just move us forward. Anyway, uh, I walked this dude through how to kick me from his squad because. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, read, I I spawned on the fucking Gary, uh, this forward fucking Gary, and I ran down and I ran onto the fucking middle point, and I sat there on the middle point, capping it alone, like solo capping this middle point on Stalingrad. I basically snuck my way in and murdered a couple of dudes, popped a Gary in an OP, and then I'm sitting there on the fucking, on the point, waiting. I'm like, so I jump on the fucking, on the squad chat, I'm like, yeah, I just want to say, uh, I don't know if you can see this, but we're actively capping the point now. If you check out on your map, there's only one person on the point, and it's me. If our entire squad was there, we would have had we, we would have capped this by now, but uh, you're still wasting your time in the fucking backfield. So that's, uh, you know, that's fantastic. When I die, and I am going to die, uh, this, this loss is going to be your fucking fault. And he's like, oh man, you're so toxic, man. Like, I'm just trying to do a good defense. I'm like, yeah, but I told you a bunch of times that we're not playing defense. Like, we're, we're, we're playing offensive. We're just supposed to be attacking. Anyway, what you want to do is you, is you, uh, you want to wait until the next time you die and then there's a little red X next to my, my name and you can kick me from the squad. You can just say, make up any reason you like, but just quick kick me from the squad, man, because uh, I'm just going to leave next time I die anyway, so you may as well. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he did. He kicked me from the squad. Um, which, I mean... Out there really teaching people. There you go. Right? You know, I'm going to walk people through some shit. Uh, I did die. Like, I did die. Uh, must have been uh, moments after he kicked me because when I like I died we got like I was alone on this fucking point and I did cut down I, I, I think I finished I was playing as uh, anti-tank um, and they've changed the anti-tank class so there's now one anti-tank that has a single shot rifle and the rocket launcher and the other or, or the anti-tank rifle which is awful um, and there's the other anti-tank class has the SMG and uh, satchel charge and i was playing as the smg satchel charge uh and i was like like i was saying like once you're in those trenches you are actually your head height you standing tall uh in the trenches on the rail uh way is actually the perfect height to see cunts as they fucking uh like walk like you can just see their feet so you just chop down their fucking feet hmm. but i uh i was like on my second to last clip, uh, I I chopped down tons of cunts. I had loads of kills, uh, and yeah, they just they smoked up the trenches. My team, I don't know what the fuck they were doing. Um, they were, I think, I think what was happening was they were getting cut down. There's a hill behind one side has a hill behind their run down to the fucking point. And the other side does not have that hill. And so when you're running down a fucking hill, everyone can fucking see you. Uh, which is just, you know, more more of what's wrong with fucking Stalingrad, really, as a fucking map. Um, it just makes it even more lopsided. Yeah, they were getting popped trying to run down this fucking hill, uh, which was annoying. I think they had a tank in their backfield that, you know, nobody could really do anything about. 
And uh, yeah, anyway, so um, yeah, they managed to overwhelm me. And when I, when I was back in there, I was out of a squad. So uh, yeah, I had to go find uh, find a new squad to join. And uh, we did lose that map, uh, which wasn't a surprise at all. But yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, I've gone back to I've stopped playing like the new maps only servers, and I'm now playing just regular full rotation servers where I can. I've got, I don't actually, I've warmed more to Kursk. I don't think it's a great map, uh, but at least it runs at like a regular fucking frame rate. And uh, there are some, you do have some pretty epic fucking fights on that map. Had one with, uh, as a recon squad with Heath. And uh, Heath was just fucking popping cunts all over the place. Uh, but I was completely separate. Like we were, we were just, it was basically just one of those games where someone joins the sniper squad so they can snipe uh, and the, the spotter just goes off and does his own thing. Cause that's like literally what was happening. The only bad thing was Heath had to fucking put up with wherever I put the fucking OP. But, um, hmm. yeah, we just, he was, yeah, he was popping them while they were running through the fucking grass. he, I think he literally stopped them from taking down our backfield. Um, we must have popped like four or five fucking attacking Garys and airheads. Uh, like we were doing proper fucking good work as a as a very separate duo. And uh, yeah, the fucking f- second to last point on Kursk, um, we held uh, against just overwhelming numbers and it was fucking huge there's the the what defines kursk i think are the trenches and what makes kursk a bit of a problem are the fucking uh parts that aren't in trenches because <laughs> you got those parts where you do have to like like no man's land i think i was talking about this last week the no man's land sections of kursk are and i think they are still a problem but the the fights in the trenches are fucking awesome they're very very cool and like they feel like they remind me of like it's almost like fucking metro it's the meat grinder right like the metro or operation locker from battlefield those those maps that are just sort of choke points where the trick is to find some fucking sneaky uh flanking position and and actually get the fucking flank on and once you do like whoever pulls that off first whichever side pulls that off um will like just rip the other team up uh in a way that they can't come back from which is like they'd done it to us three times already at that point uh on the uh on the offense and it was just a just a bit of luck that we managed to pull their trick on us um while defending and and to rip mm. them up from behind which was cool so yeah kursk is good uh, uh, San Marie de Mont, I think the remake of that map is awesome. I think they've done a really good job with it. Um, that's technically a new map, but like half the fucking new map servers don't actually include it. So um, I'd rather play regular rotation, hell at loose. Uh, may, like, I even had a good game on fucking Purple Heart Lane with um, Fjaren, Nate, uh, Dr. E3, and Heath. Uh, last night we had a fucking killer game um, that just I don't know was this we we just pulled off this epic fucking defense um, that legit 
saved our team. And that's, that's the, you know, I talk about it in my review uh, that went live last week on YouTube and on the geopodcast.com that you can read now. That's what makes uh, Hell at Loose a battlefield game. That's what makes Hell at Loose great is com- compartmentalizing success, mm-hmm. compartmentalizing f- failure and, uh, and creating and using that to create those uh, awesome emergent narrative moments uh, out of multiplayer games. I just think it does such a fantastic job of it. So yeah, I will continue to play Hell Let Loose. I have not uninstalled it. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. yeah. There's an interesting um, uh, post on the Hell Let Loose Reddit page today talking about how like, I don't know if you've seen it, Hell Let Loose has an anti-suppression feature. How is this a thing? Um, and it's basically talking about like the medic class and how like if you're sticking with your squad members, the suppression feature in um, Hell Let Loose is quite good. It works similar to um, to Battlefield, whereas if you're um, if you're like a machine gunner in Battlefield and you're shooting this on, it sort of makes your vision blurry. Yep. You're a little bit slower, that sort of thing. It's very, very similar. Um, but it sounds like there's something with the medic class. Uh, do you know about this? I have had no idea, no. Anyway, this is my point. Uh, one of the top comments on here and says, you mean mechanics that no one tells you about and you need three different third-party guides to even begin to understand. <laughs> yeah, about right, actually. <laughs> um, so, anyway. It's just... The things you've been talking about the last couple of weeks with Hell Let Loose and how it's just sort of uh, the onboarding process for new players and teaching yeah. them about systems and how things work just isn't that... Uh, isn't yeah, I should have talked about that in, in the review. I, yeah. I, I, I skipped over it because I talked about it in the medic video I made. Um, mm. Although, obviously, this information wasn't in that medic video. I had no idea. Um but yeah, I should have talked about it in my review. It like the the way it treats new players is just fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, however, this is fucking huge news because suppression. I do think suppression in Hell at Loose is a bit much sometimes, but uh, this changes everything. We haven't we haven't been bringing a medic a lot, but uh, hmm. yeah. Fucking Nate. Nate needs to play more. That's um, that's it. <laughs> he loves hoarding those points. Those yep. medic points. No, he goes support now. Loose. He goes support now. You get more oh, points okay, in Hell yeah. Let Loose to support because you just put down ammo oh. all the time. And if you're near nodes, which is something we didn't we didn't know about until recently, if you're near nodes, your uh, support class stuff comes up twice as fast. So the, instead of, of a five-minute cooldown, it's a two-and-a-half-minute cooldown. Yeah. Yep. All yeah. All right. There you go. Hell there let loose. Go. It's still cranking through. Um, seems like it's still got good player numbers, which is good. And uh, we'll see if that can hold on. Um, let's move on here. We've got uh, Paint the Town Red. Paint what the Town this? Red is a brawler. First person brawler, voxel-based brawler uh, that I checked out earlier this week uh, because it hit 1.0. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, um, I didn't actually like it all that much, to be honest. It's sort of pitched as this like uh, weird uh, bar brawl simulator. Plus, there's a roguelite element 
that's completely separate, like completely separate to the the main thrust of the game. But um, yeah, it's got this roguelite underneath it that you can also play. So it's got those two two elements. It's, it's almost like two games, but based on or based off the one sort of key uh, broad strokes idea, which is a first-person voxel-based brawler. So you punch people, and there's like voxel-based deformity, and so you can punch until like you can see their fucking punch them in the face until you see the fucking skull type shit because the fucking skin sort of I don't know peels away and like you can sure. or you can like hit people with chairs and that'll all break or throw them into stuff and that'll break and um, yeah it's like a yeah it's a bar fight simulator basically um, mm-hmm. which yeah it's kind of I don't know interesting I guess um, I, I thought it was an amusing premise for a game, but um, yeah, it just it wears itself really thin really quickly because the like there, there's a pacing problem with it, and the AI isn't really complex enough, and so it's sort of just a bit of a like you walk into a bar or a disco or something, and then you start a fight, and then that's it's just know. people running at you. Yeah, they just stream directly at you, right? Like, there's, they'll they'll have like a couple of fights will break out around the place, um, but very quickly, like it's it's almost if you enter their aggro range, they'll stop fighting with one another and just stream directly at you. And so you you wind up doing that thing where you're running backwards and punching forwards and running backwards and picking up whatever you can and using that to hit a couple of people and yeah you just kite for ages which i find pretty dull and so i just didn't find um it to be all that entertaining i guess um and yeah it just wore um wore out its welcome really quickly for me so i i don't know just sort of didn't really like it i guess um i can see how it might be some people's um jam but yeah i don't know just a little tedious i think people don't take enough damage like the the other characters don't i I wouldn't mind if you took this a similar amount of damage to be honest um Hmm. but i feel like yeah it, it can take a, a lot to actually beat into someone and so yeah you are sort of just doing one thing over and over mouse one mouse one mouse one mouse one um until one person goes down you know and it's sort it desperately incentivized finding items and picking them up and there is a little bit of exploration around these levels to find new cool things you can find uh some guns and stuff um and yeah like it seems like it's uh, there's a great attention to detail in how it's been made and, and it's um, certainly an interesting premise it's, I just don't think on an execution level it really did it for me yeah because you're talking about it going to like 1.0 yeah and it seems like the type of game that they started off with an idea and then didn't know how to maybe evolve it to a point where it was fleshed out a bit yeah. more uh, yeah yeah, it's it's like a it's it's a bit of a sandbox item where yeah they never actually added a game to it, 
This is definitely how it feels. Um, That's always the worry with those early access games. Is like, all right, this is cool. Yeah. Like, I like this, but I, I get what they're going for. It just sort of needs... I'm interested to see where it eventually ends up and how it becomes like a game. Yeah. Um, like a really good game. And uh, sometimes that just doesn't doesn't happen yep. <laughs> for whatever reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, a little bit disappointed in Paint the Town Road. It's uh, an amusing aside. I haven't played any... I think there's multiplayer, but I haven't played it or anything like that. Um, I don't know how it would go necessarily. Um, it might be interesting to check it out, like check out what they've done on the workshop and stuff. Maybe they've, there's some mods and stuff that make it a little bit more uh, interesting. But yeah, as a as a base game. I mean, it's also like 22 bucks and I just don't think it's worth 22 bucks. It's like, it, yeah, it doesn't really carry itself for that price. Mm-hmm. Maybe 15 or 10 uh, but for 22 bucks, it's I expect... 15 or 10 in America. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> go on. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, for, for that price, I expect something a little bit more fleshed out, a little bit more complete. And I just don't feel like that's what this has been to me. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Fair enough. All right, let's keep going here. The Forgotten City. This is... Um, this is an Australian game, right? It is. It's made by a bunch of Australian developers, modern storyteller. Um, and it is based on a Skyrim mod, which I never yeah. played. Um, and it's a... I don't know, like a narrative-based adventure game, I guess. Uh, you walk oh, around and, right up in your wheelhouse. This is screaming Job Gilroy. I was, I was pretty skeptical. It pretty skeptical about whether or not i'd want to play this um but uh yeah it's awesome this game is fucking rad uh this this you you should play it i mean i know you don't have time but you should play it uh it's fucking cool Mm. man um yeah you you start off uh a, a woman sort of wakes you up um it's actually not that great a first first impression to be honest uh yeah. but you sort of get introduced to a character uh and karen and she uh they they make karen meme jokes and stuff um and then you go Isn't off this set in like ancient greece or something well like that's that? the thing right so then you walk <laughs> over to this temple to go find this dude al and mm-hmm. um and you fall into a portal that takes you to an ancient Roman city. And oh, uh, the first impression, yeah, I, I wasn't really thrilled from the get-go, mostly because it was sort of like, I don't know, I was just sort of, uh, yeah, okay. Um, it's very linear this thus far. Like, it it starts you off, you you auto-talk to this, this Karen chick, and then you, there's no wiggle room. You can't, you have to follow this path to the, the temple with the portal. And then and I'm like, um, this isn't really working. Like, if the game's going to be this fucking linear, I'm not going to be about it. But <laughs> as soon as you're through the portal, it opens up mentally. You, it's almost like a trick because uh, you can sort of go anywhere from the get go once you exit the portal. 
Um, but you don't know it, and that f- initial uh, sequence where you've been on rails sort of trains you into thinking, oh, well, I better do, I better, my, there's no point in straying from the path, so I'll just go wherever, you know, wherever it takes me. So, uh, yeah, you just follow the fucking, follow the guy, the first guy you meet, and he takes you to the, the ruler of this uh, city, and then it goes from there. Um, you need to investigate and determine why everyone is trapped here. And you need to find Al, and you need to uh, maybe free everyone. And yeah, whenever uh, the the it's a it's a city. There's, there's like a twist. It's a city that's that's ruled by the Golden Rule, which is. Uh, and I've got to be really careful about how I talk about all this stuff because uh, it's, story it's game. narrative game. So yeah. Uh, yeah, spoilers galore. But um. Yeah, the golden rule is is pretty simple. If anyone sins in this city, uh, then everyone gets turned to gold. And you need to, I guess, first determine what includes sin, what what is determined to be a sin, um, and then you need to avoid it. Uh, if you, if if the golden rule is broken. Um, then you need to run back to where the portal was and Mm -hmm. you loop and you start the whole day again. Uh, And ostensibly nobody in the town recognizes you anymore, but you've got all your memories. And so it's a bit Groundhog Day type stuff um, because you're able to determine a lot of what's happened already. You know a lot of things have happened. And you also take a couple of things with you through the fucking portal. So um, you've got the ability to sort of solve a couple of things um, by like instantly because you've got the stuff required on you, if that makes sense. So you can, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, you'd be like, oh, um, I got to go straight here and stop this person from opening this door. That's all. Like, straight there. And I've already got the key I need to get through to give them a different path instead of using that door or whatever. Hmm. Um, that is not a, a something that actually happens. It's just a, a description because I'm trying not to spoil anything. Um, it's all voice acted. I think the voice acting is really good. The storytelling is fantastic. It's got this amazing sense of place. It really understands the location that it's in. It's got like the you know the way people talk to you. Um, I think you know I, I've never met anyone from ancient Rome, but it gives you a great feeling that you're talking to people who lived in ancient Rome and that they've yeah. all. Like they're really well built characters who, uh, you know, have desires and thoughts and feelings mm. and, and stuff like that. Like, it's, it's not like Assassin's Creed where people are walking up to you and being like, "Hey," and you're like, "This isn't how people." Yeah, probably twang, talk twang, back twang. Then. You're quite the <laughs> bowsmith. Uh, um, yeah. No. Uh, yeah, it's got a really good sense of that kind of stuff, and 
Um, there are some interesting like side quest type things. Like as you're going through it, you sort of uncover all of the details about all of the characters, um, and some of the some of the weird tangents these stories go off on. Uh, certainly interesting. So uh, yeah, um, just fantastic. Like really good storytelling. Really good fucking um, like world building. I just think they did a fantastic job. Like, I don't, the gameplay is not terribly complex. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just talking to people, is it? There's no, like, there's, puzzles? There or... are puzzles. There are some light puzzles and stuff like that. Um, yeah. There's even a, a teeny bit of combat. Um, so, yeah, you just have to... Um, like, it, it, it manages all that fine, but it's primarily built off the back of the narrative. And uh, and talking to people and learning things about them, and it does a good job of like sort of noting all of the relevant information. So, and like folding that into your conversations with people. So if you've already talked to Asterix about the magic potion, then um, you don't need to like you won't get lines from him saying, "Hey, have I told you about the magic potion?" Type thing. Like, yeah, which is cool right yeah um all right do you are they a big team do you know or i do not think well i've watched the credits a couple of times now because there's four different endings and i've done two of them i'm near i was literally literally at the fucking at the edge of doing the third ending when you were like oh uh can we podcast so uh <laughs> you're like no yeah uh fuck off I'm busy uh, <laughs> um but yeah, I've seen that it's not a big team. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's really well done, and I think that just makes it even more impressive. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely recommend checking it out. One hundred percent. If you like cool. puzzle, right. puzzle games, narrative games, story games, um, and yeah, it's it's not a walking simulator, but this is what I would like to see. This is what I, like if you were to. This is what I prefer from the concept of a walking simulator. You don't have to walk everywhere. You can sprint, which is fantastic. I love sprinting. Sprinting simulator. I hate walking. But yeah. Uh, Awesome. All right. Well, I've I've just bought it. So I'll... Swish. um, Nice. Check that out when I get some time. Um, Let's keep going here. The Ascent is out. Uh, It's been the talk of the town the last couple of days. Um, It's available on Xbox Game Pass, which is good. That is how I've been playing it. And it is a game by an independent studio in Sweden, uh, a very small team, about 11 people, who uh, I believe got a grant given to them. A grant? Grant? Whatever you want to call it. Um, By Epic to, you know, do their thing. Um, Some of these guys, like the names behind it are, are... have worked on bigger games um Torfric is the uh, the creative director he's worked on games like uh Wolfenstein Gears of War Far Cry 3 um uh Fallout you can, I was looking at his art profile earlier on and so he's worked on some big budget titles but anyway um the, yeah this is their first game and it's been getting a little bit of buzz um mixed reactions around the place but yeah, it is a small team called Neon Giant. It's basically a cyberpunk-esque um, RPG. And um, I haven't played a whole lot of it. I've sort of 
done the first little tutorial area and then jumped in and gotten to like the um the hub and walked around interact with the people grab submissions and wander around that sort of thing and um i'll tell you what it's a really pretty game like it's it is um for for 10 people <laughs> uh it looks really nice yeah and it's just like the um the i guess like the depth of what they're like the the scale of the map it's not flat you know what i mean it's like there's like layers to this yeah. uh when you get to the, the the first hub there's like layers to it and, and that can be a little bit um it works in terms of its art style and the thing they're trying to do in terms of like a uh like a city like cyberpunk-esque game um i think in like the like cyberpunk 2077 that depth was there when you walked around some of those cities and like you could sort of step back and be like it's an actual like you could go through elevators and walk downstairs and it felt like a 3d environment as if as opposed to a flat thing this is kind of what that feels like where there's some um you know you can see the bottom of this like catwalk and there's people walking around and there's like shops down below and then sometimes you can get down there and you can walk around and you can you know do that sort of thing and i think that uh yeah just the the world itself the look of it and how it um uh how they've sort of captured that cyberpunk-esque there's I that mean, sequence is, is, in uh yeah. in cyberpunk 2077 right where uh you're setting up the, the title fucking... card oh. <laughs> where you're uh, setting up the the blimp um job the job on yep. the on the blimps yeah the that, uh, it's that, like the that takes place on all, all those like on the all these catwalks and you've got this like you can look over the catwalk and you can see down the bottom and, and that's probably one of the only times where I felt like Cyberpunk felt proper Cyberpunk to me. And the ascent always feels like that. Which is mm-hmm. I, I think a really interesting contrast. Like yeah, like that sort of very built up vertical um architectural fucking layout you don't have to be able to go like that was the you know it's it's an unfair comparison because in cyberpunk you needed to be able to go everywhere you needed to be able to fucking travel to all of these places whereas in the ascent um the expectations are lower and nobody's expecting to be able to fucking go literally anywhere but i have six thousand people working on that game also true (laughs) um but uh yeah like that like that that feeling is always there in the ascent you are always like oh yeah okay cool well i'm definitely yeah uh i'm definitely in some sort of mega city right like the Mm. the william gibson-esque uh corpo mega city like there's there's even that blade runner style uh uh globalist aesthetic about everything the neon um the many different languages on the signs and and the cuisine differences and all that kind of stuff it's it's got a really good fucking sense of that shit and it does a really good job of selling that world um so yeah as you're rolling around it feels good to roll around in it if you're if you're paying well, if you're not paying attention, if you're instead sort of 
letting your eyes lose focus and you're just sort of soaking it all in. The ascent feels really good. As soon as you fucking focus on anything in the ascent, that's when it starts to fall apart. Yeah. How are you playing with mouse and keyboard? Or did you switch to... Um, I'm on control pad. Sticks. Yeah, I switched to sticks. Yeah, I think it's better. I, I, it just didn't feel right. No, I, I, I didn't like... Yeah, I didn't like how... Uh, well, if, first, it, it looked a bit silly whenever I... Like, you know, you walk with WASD. You're walking around. Uh, yeah. And... Um, you guys, like, walking backwards. Yeah. Because like, like, you didn't move the mouse to be in front of him. So, you're like, all right. Well, I'm I'm not going to do that. But it is actually impact... Like, very, very subtly impacting the way I play this game is watching my dude walk behind himself. Although, because uh, I play with uh, Johnny Bravo and, and Dr. E3 Money. We were playing together for a lot of it once we fucking finally got it working. It only took us 80 fucking minutes to fucking get it working, which is... Mm. ludicrous um but we all got it working we all got into a game together eventually um i spent a lot of time just spinning because you can see like because on mouse your set well, my sensitivity is a lot higher than it is on a control pad so uh yeah i'm fucking just twirling everywhere because why not what does it matter um yeah it's uh i don't know it's amusing but uh yeah definitely switch to control pad and and it feels a lot better to play it just makes a lot more sense um like to me internally uh once we got in i i didn't i did i don't think this game had a very good first impression either i think the fucking starting area where you're killing fucking slugs or whatever the fuck they are the little fucking beasties in the sewers i I just think Mm. that's a tedious fucking introduction like wasn't there there was time to crate and there was like time to sewer back in the day do you remember back in the day old man murray which is um chet fazilek's fucking old video game review website they had time to crate which was uh, a rating on how long it took for a game to have a crate that you could smash um mm-hmm. and then times the sewer i think was the other one where it, it counted how many levels before you were placed in a sewer in level because they were just yeah. guaranteed things to be in games fucking yeah, and this is 10 minutes <laughs> yeah the scent doesn't not even that it's fucking it's 80 minutes because it took me 80 minutes to get the game fucking running oh uh, yeah um, um yeah i i think it it's I think it's a slow start. I mean, I have, like I said, I haven't gotten past the the first initial hub area where you jump in and get like quests, basically, because I literally fired it up the other night and spent an hour running around and getting quests, and that was all I did before I was like, "All right, I need yep. to go." All right, yeah. cool. <laughs> um, and and uh, yeah, so that I think that is an issue because. Like you, you want the pacing to be a little bit better when you jump into, uh, well, it's an RPG at the end of the day, right? Yeah. And you're supposed to be shooting things. And when I get to the main hub area and the things that I just talked about just then of this like multi-layered sort of city with all these different uh, locations you can go visit. There's bars and crafting stations and all that sort of stuff. Weaponsmiths. Um, but when I'm in an area and you present me a bunch of uh 
quest markers and I'm a completionist, like I want to play the game, I'm going to go to all those areas. I'm going to talk to everybody and yep. I'm going to grab all the jobs. And so that's what I did. I walked around for so long. And I think that's an issue of you like, doesn't do a good job of sort of handling the the dishing out of those initial quests. No. Um, it's cool that there's a bunch of them there, but if I'm just walking around for half an hour, 40 minutes, just grabbing quests one after the other, yeah. and like literally like one of the quests is go visit this person, go Talk, visit yeah. that person. Yeah. It's like in the main area. Yeah. And so that really brought it to a halt of like, um, I think it's just after the title card. Um, like that first area is the the introduction. I think the title card comes after you get to the main city and it's like, here we go, we're in it. Um, so yeah, it, it really brought it to a, a halt for me. The pacing, I think, is not great. No, 100%. Especially, yeah, and you can't even fucking do most of those side quests for fucking ages because they're way too high level. And like, yeah. so yeah, like it's just, I mean, there's there's so much, there's so much I don't like about the way this, this game handles quests, man. Like I'm, I'm, even outside of the fact that like we just we had so many problems uh, playing in multiplayer, playing in co-op, playing on the Xbox Game Pass. The Xbox Game Pass version of this this game, on PC at least, is just trash. It's just a fucking shitty version of the game. Um, is that DLSS, how you're playing it? Yeah, that's how I'm playing it. Yeah, DLSS like. doesn't work. Uh, ray tracing may or may not work. I'm constantly getting stutters, uh, crashes, all kinds of things. Like, it's just, mm. it's running like, garbage it's running like absolute shit which is really annoying and it's making me like i'm I'm starting to question the value of xbox game pass um because you like if you were getting like the value proposition xbox game pass is you pay this and you get these games not you get the fucking bodge job home brand version of these fucking games you don't get the fucking the wish wish version of the ascent from fucking mm. Alibaba or some shit. You're supposed to get the actual fucking game. And yeah, it's more and more feeling like, oh yeah, I got a fucking genuine Sony fucking television instead of like what you're supposed to get. Yeah, yeah. Um, is, that, is that because of the um, the store though? The it's hard I, I don't know the ins and outs, right? Like, but as but far you're, as I'm, I'm aware, assuming they got cert on that, right? Yeah, I I, th- I think they do have a cert system on on the Microsoft st- store, but like I, I I was under the impression that they had removed the MSIX uh, requirements for store apps that they were just allowing people to sell fucking EXE files. However, okay, that doesn't appear. Well, I, or maybe maybe like the only guess that I have is that the ascent had already been through the process before they announced that they're dropping this restriction but as it stands the ascent is yeah just a shittier version of the game compared to steam which is just bad it's just not good i hate it um and yeah like it doesn't it doesn't bode well for the future of the xbox game pass um yeah anyway uh ignoring all of that right so we did have we had co-op problems that made it so like uh drew had to start a brand new character um he couldn't he couldn't play his uh his 
old character anymore because his fucking main quest disappeared. Fucking, are you just drinking half a bottle of wine? Yeah, it's All right. late here. All right. <laughs> what do you do at night? I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyway. So, uh, so, but if he's losing, uh, is this while you guys are playing together? Yeah. So it doesn't like say our party leaders setting us on this quest. Well, so what happened? What happened was, yeah, we switched uh, party leaders. So we all went away for lunch, came back, and he was now the party leader, and he'd lost the ability to do the quest. I uh, oh. just didn't give him any details, give him any location. It wouldn't show up on the fucking quest tracker. JB's had a, a problem where instead of uh, not showing up, it just showed that he was already at the location he was supposed to be at, but he couldn't fucking accomplish anything. Like, there's just like a. a well, I haven't had anything like that yet, but instead, my problem is the game just crashes out of nowhere and shits its pants. Um, like, it's just bad man uh like yeah really annoying because it seems like it'd be fun although and and, and it also means that i can't tell what is what is a fucking bug and what is just bad design but i get the feeling that you know some of these things are bad design the quest stuff right it doesn't really show you where the fuck you're supposed to go like you press up if you're tracking a quest and you can follow it along Right, but if you press, if you go to the map, and the map's annoying as fuck because for some reason, yeah, map's annoying. Like, you have to use your right thumbstick to move around on it, as opposed to the left one, because the left one will change tabs for some dumb fucking reason. Yeah, Um, but but also there's no level system. Like, if there is a mission that is on level two, like floor two, and you're on floor one. Uh, or it's on basement and there's like a building in front of that you can't see behind it and so you can't like move things around it's just yeah it's not uh, it's not a great map and there's no like you can't look on the map and be like oh yeah this is where I need to be going so once you finally work out how to fast travel using the metro system like that doesn't fucking matter you still got it's still a fucking crapshoot as to which fucking station you're supposed to go to so you just fucking Oh, I'll go to this state. Oh, no. Maybe if I go to the next station and press up, it'll tell me it'll, I'm fucking close. Like, it's just fucking bad, man. So much of the game is spent just running from one location to another. Fucking another. Like, what the fuck is the point of that? Why Why do I have to... I had to go back into the sewer to f- collect some testicles. <laughs> Lol. And, like, I then had to run... I just had to run back out again like just let me fucking walk to the fucking town what am i gonna do like a i'm 10 levels too high for this fucking mission i'm just doing it because it's on the list and it's driving me fucking bananas but like b what am i gonna encounter on the way back that is gonna make this fucking run even a little bit worthwhile nothing just fucking teleport me like yeah i I don't i don't need like what does it change what what is the pro- why is there not a fast travel anywhere system or at least a fast travel to the major fucking hub system what what mm. possible reason could there be the inventory's weird as well you pick up duplicates but if you sell yeah. like an original it's gone 
Like, what's the point of Don't that? Don't sell it. Just sell duplicates. Yeah, you just sell all duplicates. And, okay, cool. Fair enough. Uh, the the hacking system? And you find these cyber deck upgrades that... But, like, wh- what the fuck to the... Like, I've gotten cyber deck upgrades that, as far as I can t- tell, make absolutely no difference. Yeah. My biggest mistake was not... I don't know, actively shadow playing the difference between having the cyber deck up and then grabbing it. Like, it's just, you'd think it would make it so that you could hack something better, but no. No. It doesn't. My best guess is maybe the cooldown is shorter. However, the cooldown's so short that it doesn't matter anyway. It would have to be fucking a minute long for you to give a fuck about a shorter cooldown, not fucking it's already three and a half seconds so what the fuck do i need 3.3 seconds what's that gonna what's that gonna change in my life nothing Mm -hmm. like i'm not even using this the cyber deck for anything other than hacking doors and chests anyway oh but you can hack turrets what the fuck do i care i don't need to hack fucking turrets you can hack red barrels for some reason like who installed a c- computer on an explosive barrel that could be hacked. Whose fucking idea was that? And the old Internet of Things fucking hierarchy. What was the fucking plan there? It just doesn't make any fucking sense. So yeah, that sucks. I don't like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean... I think it's a di- like it's very different. I sort of went in expecting, um, I don't know, like from what I saw, like a bit more action, like Diablo sort of style gameplay. Um, it's not that You've, you're running around with like guns and yeah, machine guns, pistols, SMGs, that sort of thing. And uh, and that, I think that's why I sort of switched from mouse and keyboard to um, controller, like using it as like a twin stick sort of shooter thing i think works pretty well for it and so uh like i'm keen to play more and, and dive into it and see sort of what makes ticks so I've, I've seen a lot of people talking about some of the things they do like about it yep. um but also i've seen the jank like it's especially the version that's on the um microsoft store and it makes you wonder like all right maybe there is no cert on there but then if there isn't why is there an older version yeah on there in the first place like i can understand them being an indie studio and being like well this is the one we put up to get cert on there because it takes microsoft three weeks to uh go you know come back to us and whatever and by that stage like we can update the steam version and that doesn't matter because you just put whatever you want on steam like we update yourselves and i can understand like um you know the numbers to to get a game into cert is Every time you want to patch that game, it's like twenty, thirty thousand dollars for a, yeah. to pass. Um, so for a small studio like that, that maybe doesn't know how big their game is going to be accepted, I don't know. But also, it's a Game Pass game. You yep. think maybe there'd be something in there that Some sort of like, all right, streamlined. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Especially so because weird, it was right? pushed so heavily as mm. as a big Game Pass game. You know, like. For the yeah. for the Game Pass version to be the shittiest fucking version is just odd. It's so weird. Yeah, that's why I think it's strange. Is like maybe people could point to cert being a problem, but also 
I don't buy it. Like something, it feels like something went wrong. Like they, I don't know. Like, how do you screw that up? Anyway, um, at the, at the end of the day, I still think, uh, so it's got DLSS right on Steam, but not on. Well, it doesn't work on, uh, the, on the Game Pass version. Oh, okay. It, it runs really well for me. Like, I think I'm on 1440p and I'm getting like 110 frames. I was getting that stutter. I changed it to DX11 and it's gone at this point. So, yeah, I think DX12 is fucked. I was reading um, on Reddit that the change between DX11 and DX12 didn't actually do anything. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Okay. I don't, I don't know because I read that change. I was reading things that said change to DX11 because DX12 was broken, and when I changed it to DX11, I stopped getting that stutter. It was like every two seconds, two or three seconds, it was like stuttering. And it'd say like hundred, you know, hundred and ten frames, and then yeah. I'm like, this is not hundred and ten. No. Something's fucked here. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, I'm keen to check out more because like uh, I haven't played a whole lot. It looks interesting, but well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, anything else you wanted to add? I mean, I'm keen to play more as well. I only want to play it in co-op. I was playing by myself for a couple well, of hours. What's the for an difference hour. in co-op? Is it like just... throwing more enemies at you? Harder? Yeah, than it enemies? seems to throw more people. Um, yeah. I don't know if they're harder or not. Uh, I didn't feel any significant difference in the difficulty. Um, no, I uh, yeah, I don't think there's that big a difference between co-op. It's just you know games are more fun in co-op, and I think the Ascent is a game that needs um, I think it needs it because it gets dull at times. I think it's when it's when it's on. I think the Ascent is on. I think it's really fun um, when you you know the combat. It's classic. Uh, um, twin stick style smash tv style like fucking old school uh shooter style shit but uh and so so i have a lot of fun with that and the rpg stuff is interesting enough to keep me in, in entertained but you need i think i need that co-op presence so that when i'm like i'm doing the dull shit like running from one location to another something is keeping my fucking attention focused because otherwise i'm just sitting there wondering why the fuck there isn't a fast travel or some shit you know like that's the thing that's the thing that holds the ascent back is that that weird approach to pacing that weird like yeah and speaking of co-op i wish more games had co-op where you could fuck with with the other players more like a version of the ascent where there was full fucking friendly fire at all times would be an absolute clusterfuck but i would turn it on in a heartbeat because it would be <laughs> fucking hilarious it would be turn it on for 10 minutes and then you'd be like i fucking hate this i'd turn it yeah turn it on for 10 minutes and get up to some boss that like we me and drew ran into a boss that was actually pretty uh tricky uh on one of the main path uh fights i think drew was under leveled for the fight um and yeah uh <laughs> i think i would have wanted to turn it on at, uh, off at that point but otherwise most of the time yeah we just like while we're rolling around we're constantly like if we see a fucking red barrel and someone strays too close to it we'll try and fucking blow it up before they can get outside of the radius and shit uh just to try and fuck with them or uh 
like racing the, to steal all the health when you don't actually need any health so that people will spend more time on fucking low health and, and stuff like that. Like just fucking goofing about. I love goofing about in co-op games. I think that's the essence of the co-op game. Um, but yeah, not enough games allow you to, to really do that shit. Um, anyway, this sent, uh, yeah, the game pass version absolutely needs a fuck ton of work. Uh, but it's intriguing. It's interesting enough. Uh, I don't believe, I don't feel like we're in a fucking games drought at the moment. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you can come back to it. So I think. Yeah. So I think, yeah, if, if I, uh, leave it for a little while and come back later when it's fixed, I think it'll be, uh, a lot better. Like, oh, yeah. better received. For sure. Um, all right. Hopefully they sort out those problems. But otherwise, uh, yeah, it's got piqued my interest at least. Yep. All right. That's it. That's it. That's it. Let's do some news. Well, let's <laughs> do the through, news. Alrighty. Belt through this. Uh, Halo Infinite. Um, the what are they calling this? An alpha? Beta? Uh, the technical playtest. Te- technical Technicals. alpha playtest. Sure thing. You call it whatever you want. Um, <laughs> people have been playing multiplayer on this thing, but we got some data miners um, who have been pulling all sorts of information out about this game, which means that some uh, campaign files have leaked or story beats have leaked. Uh, so keep your uh, eyes off of that stuff if you're a big uh, Halo fan because you're going to get spoiled. Uh, hmm. But some other things that might be interesting to people battle royale could be a thing so uh some audio has been found where an announcer says battle royale and that's (laughs) i mean either either someone's left that in accidentally or um or it's old files who knows but there could be a battle royale in halo uh, infinite free multiplayer might i add because it is it will be free Uh, does that excite you at all job uh, yeah, I'm fucking well in, man. Holy shit. Bring it on. Uh, I have, like, I remember there was that fucking big brouhaha about um about Halo Infinite having a battle royale ages ago. I think the creative director asked, should it have a, a battle royale and everyone lost their fucking shit? Fuck that. I've, I, yeah, it should. I don't really understand how it would necessarily work. I don't think they have really enough weapons uh, to make it, like, to create a decent amount of loot variety, but uh, I'd love to see them try. Um, Yeah, I'd love to see them give it a punt. And if Battlefield isn't going to have a a fucking Battle Royale, and apparently it's not, apparently it's not, (laughs) uh, then fuck it. Halo can be my new fucking, my new best friend forever. Yeah, what do they call it? Do they call it, does does Halo call it uh, Halo Infinite Battlefield? Just just do that. No, Hibber, Hibber, Halo <laughs> Infinite Battle Royale, Hibber. Yeah. Easy. Okay. Uh, anyway, that's ex- you didn't get you didn't play any of the Halo Halo thing. I didn't get into the technical alpha. No. Right. You don't know anyone at Microsoft. I don't you know, know anyone at three four three. No, well, uh, yeah, I, I was introduced to some people from three four three once. Heath, ah, oh, sorry, Luke. Oh, okay. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know if you remember. I do. Uh, remember. Uh, 
if anyone else if, if anyone else doesn't remember or isn't aware we were at a party at e3 and uh and we were drinking uh and luke i walk up to see luke talking to some guys and uh, uh and luke goes oh joe uh these guys are from 343 these guys this is Job. He gave Halo 5 a 4 out of 10 or something. And then Luke walked away. And I just <laughs> stood there holding fucking double fisted beers like, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, what I get. It was the fucking hospital pass of a lifetime. Uh, it was very, very, very awkward. That's when I learned not to walk up to Luke at parties. Uh, good times. <laughs> just leave him be. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, next up, we got Horizon Forbid- Horizon Forbidden West is reportedly being delayed. This came from uh, Jeff Grubb uh, at Giant Bomb, uh, which was then uh, reciprocated by uh, who did it? Bloomberg put up a report. I think it was I'm not sure it was Jason Schreiber, but someone at Bloomberg um, also said they heard the same thing. Uh, so it's sounding like this hasn't been confirmed yet, but officially it's sounding like Horizon Forbidden West will be a uh, 2022 game. They're saying um, between uh, January to April at this point. Um, does this surprise you? Because I I'm sort of surprised by it. We heard the God of War uh, Asgard. I don't even fucking remember what it was called. Um, Ragnarok right. uh, <laughs> was delayed, right? And so Sony doesn't have a tentpole first-party release for the holiday this year. Uh, yeah, that's like, it's pretty interesting. They're going to go a year without anything. So, I mean, it, the, the interesting thing to me is that Microsoft gets like a free pass to run away with this one, right? Like mm. uh, they had a rough year last year. Uh, and Sony's having a rough year this year as a yeah. on the flip side. I mean, obviously Ratchet and Clank, but th- they already released that. So, yeah, they don't have that big fucking year ender, which is, yeah, I find it very interesting. Um, hmm. That said, uh, better, better to delay a game than to fucking force it out unfinished, right? And it is their big fucking... This is, this is supposed to be the big fucking it game for the PlayStation 5 at least until Ragnarok comes out and maybe even like for a lot of people even after Ragnarok comes out so um, yeah I think it's it's a good move yeah delay it I think it's I think it's nobody's got a fucking PlayStation 5 anyway no I mean they do because the PlayStation 5 is the fastest selling PlayStation console despite um, so I think this came out like the day we recorded last week was it 10 million units 10 million i didn't see 10 million no i thought is it was it? 10 million what did you no. see what number did you make up i saw fastest selling i didn't oh, see okay. that i, I think it was 10 million give a number here it is uh sony yep yeah. sells 10 million playstation 5 consoles oh, globally the fastest selling console yeah. in sie's history so yes beast um, which is good they just don't have any games uh you know, I thought I thought when they delayed Ragnarok, not fucking Ragnarok. Yeah, it was Ragnarok. Yeah, right. Um, that uh, 
yeah horizon was coming out this year like it just seemed uh, like you it could seemed like yeah the fucking they, they picked one and they were like let's do that one exactly um and then we had that report from uh, herman just recently after that last state of play right saying like it's on track it's looking good but yep. something's happened um so i guess we'll wait and see unless they really surprise us and and throw this thing out really late like a november december release date oh i'm assuming it was probably slated for then anyway like november somewhere in there have that thing out by christmas biggest selling game you know going up against uh call of duty and we know call of duty's gonna be stinker this year but um going up against battlefield in does battlefield october release date do we know when that's coming out yet probably october um october something yeah yeah anyway i'm just sort of surprised that sony has just backed off of that 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 just means that they're going to be up against uh themselves next year for competing but you know, whatever. Well, do you reckon we get a March release for Forbidden West and then a Christmas release for um, God of War for Ragnarok? Yeah, because I would have assumed I would. I was thinking this year would have been Forbidden West, maybe October, November, mm. and then like March, April would have been God of War. Yeah, exactly. But now I don't know. <laughs> That's weird. Shift, um, shift them back, right? Shift them back two quarters each i suppose yeah it just seems to me like that god of war game must be close to being done or um i don't know we just haven't seen it well i guess we haven't seen it either so i i don't know i'm just speculating at this point it just seems like um uh covid has definitely impacted those studios quite a, a bit so yeah um which sucks because we got no games really we, we got third party games that are coming up but no like big first party things that are really uh showing off this hardware so a little disappointing for people that were early adopters but that's kind of what you get right you roll the dice and you hope for some good stuff and sometimes you get it and sometimes you don't get anything uh, <laughs> yeah you, you go you go an entire year with nothing so anyway um Let's keep going here, continuing with Sony. Uh, they have started rolling out some beta software support for the PlayStation 5 M2 SSD drives. This will anou- uh, allow people to expand the storage capacity on the PlayStation 5, which has been an issue. Um, but it also, uh, I like this idea of having this hardware be a bit more flexible with like, hey, you can go out there and chuck another drive on there expand your storage if you want to um if you're running into those problems you know if you're playing call of duty warzone and they just updated the game again and you've got no more space left well then hey you go buy an m2 drive and off you go um and it's a type of thing where they're doing uh different you know there's different makers uh, out there that that build this stuff and so you don't have to uh, you can buy different size drives and stuff has cooling systems on it it's all very complicated but i think sony are doing a um they're putting that information out there being like hey this stuff we tested this stuff is compatible we recommend these ones you go for and um for people that want to sort of modular modular modulate their um hardware they can go do that and um you know, do do you are you the type of person that needs to go out there and buy more space, or are you good at the moment? I'm good right now. 
Uh, but the concept intrigues me pretty yeah. greatly. Uh, I don't really have a problem with just deleting stuff, but yeah. I, I could imagine if I had a game that was giant that I wanted to keep on my console, yeah. plus install some other shit, I might yeah. be inclined to check it out. Uh, Do you just go spend like 200 bucks buy a terabyte SSD or whatever it is? I don't know what the price is. I would transfer shit across. Yeah. Like that might be that might be a like it feels like at the moment a significantly more efficient method of doing yeah. shit. Um, I'm intrigued mostly from a you know a curiosity point of view. It's like 5500 is the number that I said would like people would or uh, the console would require from third party S, uh, M2 drives. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm, I feel happy to be vindicated in that, uh, circumstance, but, um, yeah, like I don't like, yeah, I don't think it's going to be that big a problem for very long. Uh, we will get to a point where they're a little bit more common. Uh, I would, if I were to buy a gen four M2 though, I would probably install it on my fucking PC before I installed it on my PlayStation. Um, <laughs> just because why not <laughs> fucking how fast how fast would i be loading up fucking balked xbox game pass games on a fucking M- oh, gen 4 m2 drive fucking pew, 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 yeah. Pew. yeah like the Dream. the um the prices they've got at the moment with so i think the the thing people need to worry about is that yeah. they need a heat sink right because yeah. the um the the unit is just so enclosed on yeah the playstation it's something they've always said that needs to be on there and so like if i uh i've had a look at some of the price tags that have been floating around for these drives and you can pick up like a 500 gigabyte um like a western digital uh m2 drive for it's about 140 us um yep. which is i think it's pretty good in terms of pricing yeah um and, and that's basically doubling your hard drive space in that thing I, like unless you're really hammering a lot of those games and you type of person that plays a stack of games at once um i feel like 500 is probably gonna do you pretty good yeah like that's that's basically it right like you just need to manage your own expectations really mm. yeah yeah hmm Okay, anyway. let's move on here to the last piece of news we've got. Um, sad news, Icarus, the latest game by Dean Hall, and uh, has been delayed until November. Um, Dean Hall, obviously the creator of DayZ, um, and Icarus is his brand new survival. Um, it's PvE game, right? It's not PvP. I don't think it's a PvP. <clears throat> uh, it is a PvE game, primarily. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually spoke to uh, Dean... And uh, mm-hmm. and the COO at Rocketworks, Stephen uh, Knightley, uh, last week about Icarus, and uh, mm-hmm. I was hoping that we would have been able to talk about it this week, um, but unfortunately, it got delayed. Um, I was supposed to have a couple of play sessions uh, at the tail end of last week and early this week, but yeah, the delay happened. We just never it never happened, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. We are setting up another one later on. Um, but yeah, I did a big interview. It's like, it was huge. It was fantastic chatting uh, with Dean and Steven. They had fucking awesome insights 
um, into the process behind Icarus. And I don't, I, I don't think I pull any punches on any of my questions, but I've talked to Dean before and I sort of referenced a, a bunch of stuff that we talked about before. Um, Does he but, remember the friendly gentleman bandit man? I know. And I didn't bring it up. So fuck you. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, no, it was just a, yeah, it was a great chat and there was a lot to learn about it, but uh, I got to wait until I can maybe talk to him again uh, because I can't sell an interview uh, about a game that's just been delayed without any mention of the fucking delay. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to get a fucking quote on that aspect of it. But uh, mm-hmm. still, one thing I will mention uh, from the interview is that like something both Dean and Stephen talked about was how the you know the pandemic has uh has created challenges but for rocketworks actually accidentally almost given them uh some significant opportunities to gain a lot of ground as well and yeah one thing dean at one point said uh you know oh we've made a you know we've taken a, a game that should have taken four years to make and we've made it in two years and then later, and I thought this is interesting, uh, Stephen said, we've taken a game that should have t- taken four years to make and we've made it in one and a half years. And I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, obviously, you know, reading into shit. But uh, yeah, I just thought that was an interesting fucking um, little difference of opinion between the two two of the highest... Uh, ranking members of Rocket Team Rocketworks. Um, yeah, uh, I think at that point I knew the game was probably going to get delayed. Uh, when when Steven said one and a half years, um, but obviously I I didn't know for sure. Um, they yeah, I I think it's got like the game's got incredible pot- potential, and when the interview does come out. Um, I think it'll be really clear. Uh, they just have... What they have is a communication problem. Like, uh, to like to hear Dean try, like, try to explain what he thinks Icarus is and what he wants Icarus to be uh, and to hear Stephen explain, you know, what, what they want people to get out of their purchase and why they shifted from free-to-play and all that kind of stuff... Um, yeah, they have a problem with really uh, outlining what it is that Icarus does that that is special. But uh, yeah, there'll be some motivators, so I think people will be able to get a pretty good idea of it yeah. themselves. And it'll give Rocketworks an opportunity. I mean, I've been watching so many fucking streams for the game, and they've just, I've seen across multiple builds now they've had these persistent bugs that they just haven't been able to get get rid of and hmm. uh like just nothing groundbreaking but they're <laughs> yeah <laughs> but they're like the big thing about icarus is that they don't want to they want to release as version 1.0 they don't want to release hmm. in early access or as a beta That's so weird anything. to me i know i thought so too i asked them about it um and they're like, well, we just don't don't need like, w- why would we? We want to release 
a finished game. Um, I think maybe some of it is a, a bit of uh, like a hangover from how Stationeers has been received because people are always like, oh, when are you going to finish Stationeers? Or are you just going to move on to another game like DayZ? And I think there might be some like fucking latent trauma from that experience uh, at Rocketworks. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't think... Like they're, they're, it's not like they're gonna release Icarus and then it's done. This it's a it's a game that yeah. game as a service. It will be evolving constantly, um, and all kinds like all kinds of things like the fucking um, that thing they announced where you, you'd have areas where you'd be able to like um, build stuff that would stay forever. Uh, what do they call it? Yeah. The fucking. Because they've got two versions of the game, right? Um, hello, where are you? Uh, the outposts, right? Outposts, because but like by construction, you're supposed to stay on Icarus for a limited amount of time, and that limited amount of time is different all the time, which is something they haven't really got cleared up, and um, and yeah, like it doesn't necessarily mean that you can't get attached to things. Um, but people wanted to be able to like just build for the sake of building and build, you know, like Drew playing Valheim, building his big fucking boathouse with its giant fucking bonfire in the middle. People want the opportunity to build something for the sake of the architectural beauty of it, and uh, so they wanted to make sure people had that opportunity, had the the um, the space for it. But one of the things people made the mistake of believing, and I can see like you get why, is uh. So they introduced outposts and then they announced that the deluxe edition would have two outpost levels and everyone's like, oh, so only the deluxe edition is going to have outposts, but these are, it's just two extra outpost levels. Everyone will have outposts. These are just two extra ones that they've custom built that have you know extra resources and all that kind of stuff to make building uh, in these different biomes. So you, by default, you can build in the normal biome and you can travel to all the other biomes, but this one you'll be able to build in these uh, other biomes and you'll have the resources you require to make that building possible. There's all kinds of interesting things in the in the mix there that, yeah, I think as they unfold, as they unveil themselves, Icarus will um, reveal itself to be more and more interesting. Uh, I got some juicy fucking quotes mm. from Dean. Uh I hate to I hate to tantalize on a podcast when I know that the fucking interview <laughs> is a while away. Uh, yeah, but there's not a lot I can do about it. I can't fucking tell you everything that we spoke about in the podcast without. Did, did you talk about Gabe at all, like as a mentor? Because like because no, I'm, I'm pretty sure they were hanging out right at some stage. I did not talk. I did not know okay. this. He's but back. I guess he is in. He left. New he was like fuck New Zealand. Yeah. Fuck New Zealand. I got a console to launch, baby. Oh, not a console, a handheld gaming device to launch. A PSP. (laughs) Did you watch that interview with IGN? Uh, No. No. He's he's back in the US. He did an interview with IGN uh, about the Steam Deck and, um, you know, what they were sort of working on and how they came up with features and all that sort of stuff. Um, Right. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Icarus, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I've watched a couple of streams, um, and it looks interesting. It, it's got that uh, 
you know, we're, we're fans of games like the um, the forest. I don't think it's going to be doing anything like that. But, you know, Not going out, like exploring, no. building. Um, I think the forest is more like story driven, right? And uh, yeah. this is more uh, persistent worlds, like yeah. interacting asynchronous with other players um because you know like you said you've got limited time it's like 20 minutes go out do the thing come back all right let's go let's go do the next thing so yeah um, yeah there's a there's a there's a lot of like the inspiration list uh you hear like hear dean dean talk about the games that he's inspired by or, or that he's just like literally just playing at that time and yeah um hmm. Yeah, there's a long, long list of games that mm-hmm. inspire him. I would say Valheim has had a giant fucking impact on him. Uh, Deep Rock Galactic as well. Uh, he wants to tap into that like feeling uh, yeah. you get while you're playing Deep Rock Galactic and yeah, stuff like that. Well, I mean, uh, but Valheim, he's been working on. Well, what, Valheim's only new, right? Though, like, yeah, Val. No, yeah, absolutely. But he's he's just adored a lot. Like, sure, he, he was saying, you know, the the stamina uh, system. He thought that was really like cleverly done, and obviously the trees thing they'd already implemented. Uh, but he was stoked to see it in Valheim as well, uh, and yeah, see how well it was received. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surely the forest is on there, like. Uh, there's stuff in there that I watch and I'm like yeah it looks like yeah. a forest like sort of systems very foresty yeah. Um, but yeah anyway uh, cool. very uh, very pumped we can... we're definitely going to play it uh, in the open beta August 27 I believe yep. open beta is so uh, I'll still be in lockdown so fuck it yeah Ho- hopefully we can get some time maybe get him on here to talk about some stuff at some stage that'll be yes that'll be fun 100 uh, all right, that is the news. Unless anything else has happened while being talking, um, no, no. Trey Young has signed a five-year, two hundred and seven million dollar contract. It was the last three minutes. Um, two hundred and seven million dollars. Yeah, who with the Hawks? Money. Yeah, the Hawks. Yeah, yeah. Contract. They're expansion. throwing away that money. Don't they know he's going to be fucked <laughs> next year when they start calling fucking offensive fouls on literally everything he does? He's going to get 10 points a game. What an idiot. What a <laughs> bunch of fucking clowns. Well done, Hawks. You might as well sign hard while you're at it. You might no, as well. 20 points. <laughs> um, all right, let's wrap things up then. We got any questions this week, We Joe? do have questions. I saw the we little blip. Questions. I saw the little blip. Uh, questions. Here we them. go. Baz writes, Good day, Luke, Job, and starring Kleb. How are you guys going during lockdown? Saw a post on Twitter mm. indicating Luke is coming back to Australia. If so, how has that experience been? Uh did you did you say this on Twitter, Luke? Did I? I'm looking right now. One sec. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking gave up the game, you fuck you're fucking worse than the Hawks, mate. I don't think I did. You're a bigger clown than the Hawks. Did I say I'm coming back to Australia on Twitter? I don't think I did. I'm looking now. I can't see anything. I have a post from... What? The 21st of July that's talking about the flights to Australia. Ah, maybe he's just fucking... This is it. It's classic. It's interrogation 101. You ask a question, you'll be like... Yeah, fucking spectacular, Baz. Spectacular. 
Sherlock Baz. Um, no, I think what is going on there is... Let me read the post again because I just closed it. Um, okay, yeah, this was in relation to ScoMo talking about how um, he's done a good job in, in oh, Australia right, yeah. for... Um, making sure they turn around the issues with covid uh, right, and that yeah. he was sorry and you know i think he went on like he went on a holiday somewhere right I, I, apparently it wasn't holiday he went to work in like england or britain or some right. shit but he was yeah. actually on holiday he's pretending yeah um and he comes back and he's on uh he he doesn't do the uh 14 day quarantine in a hotel he goes to fucking his curability house, holiday yeah. house yeah. yeah and somewhere because he's a special dickhead um and then he comes out he, like nobody can get a hold of him while sydney's gone into fucking lockdown for yeah. three years um all that <laughs> sort of stuff uh yeah. and then he eventually came out and was like i'm sorry anyway this is my i was getting angry because basically what's going on at the moment is that um australia has locked up their borders well they've locked up their borders since march of last year right so we're at the point now where it's been a year and a half. Um, nobody can really get into the country easily. They basically um, allow a limited number of people into Australia every day. Mm-hmm. And um, after this happened, after this announcement went out, they halved that number by 50% again, which meant that they were allowing um i think it's about 210 people into australia every day okay and if you think about how big a plane is like a a normal um flight from uh lax to sydney uh that's more that's more than 210 people like an actual proper plane is is a ton of people and Mm. so what's happening at this point is that the airlines are being allocated a certain number of people that they can let um for each flight mm. and the maximum amount that i've seen for numbers going around is about 20 to 25 people per flight out of the major cities and that's yeah like i said 211 people per day and so what's happened now is the airlines need to um they need to fly some of those flights because of uh getting people home backwards and forwards but also for for things like mail and and getting packages delivered uh and so when you end up with 20 people on a flight that is supposed to fly 250 it like skyrockets those prices up and all Mm. of a sudden a flight that was supposed to cost um you know 600 australian gets jacked up to a ridiculous amount of money um and before this this last cut of uh, 50%, the flights were about $6,000 um, plus. Uh, and w- you hear these news stories about Australians being um, stranded overseas. And like, this is the reason why is because a, l- a lot of people don't have that money saved up. Like they, they go backpacking or whatever they, you know, they traveling the world and all of a sudden a country closes their borders Mm. and uh you can't get back in because airlines are charging six thousand dollars a ticket on top of coming back to a country like australia that has a 14-day quarantine and then you've also got to pay for hotel fees right 
uh, and I think that is where I was a bit pissed off was that like he's saying that like he's looking after people and he, you know he, he's realized he hasn't done a jo- good job but he's also not doing anything to fix it yeah. and then he went on top of that cut the intake numbers by another 50% and I understand that you need to stop the spread but you can't keep the country locked down for two years like that is insane they should they've known that they needed this vaccine out and they fucked that part up that yep. like that part i've been vaccinated since march yeah. um i don't i know i don't know anybody in my friend circle over here that hasn't been vaccinated since march april whereas i can name i can't name a person in australia that has been you know 14 day vaccination like properly vaccinated well there's yeah. a very, very small number of people right i got um, my first az on saturday az wrong right the um, first of them and it's yeah not even to end of that waiting period so exactly yeah. uh, you've got to wait another what six weeks to a, a month eight, to get the eight, second one eight, and then that's two months later right for the whole thing to kick in yeah so the the numbers they're talking about like uh 80% vaccination rate and then we'll open the country back up that's next year we're talking about next year uh I, like again i don't see packs going ahead i said this in like february yeah. march this year i don't see it going ahead but mm. they're still happening with all that sort of stuff anyway um so they cut the vax they cut the flights in half again uh 211 people or 211 people per day in in australia which is about 11 to 20 people on a major flight uh which means that the um, the $6,000 number that I was talking about has skyrocketed up to over $20,000 Australian. Um, and like that's that's for one a one-way ticket and there's people out there that just can't afford that. And so there's people that are stranded overseas. Um, m- my wife and I are fortunate enough to have, uh, you know, she's in an extremely well-played job over here and something were to happen, we could cover those costs. Yeah, uh, We've obviously been planning for a very long time that we were going to be coming back at some stage. Um, we were only supposed to be here two to three years. And so there are things in place for us to try and get home. But at the same time, there's nothing guaranteed uh, for us at this point. And so we, we actually don't know what will happen. We could be back in Australia next week. We could be back in Australia in November. Um, or it could be next year. We just don't know at this point. Uh, and so that's where I get angry at the way the government has sort of handled the rollout of this because like $20,000 for one person on a one-way ticket is insane. Um, yep. I was I was on holidays a couple of weeks ago, two weeks ago or a week ago talking to some people that work at United, one of the biggest airlines over here. Mm. And uh, I was telling him how much ticket prices were back to Australia and he thought I was kidding. He thought I was joking. And he went into his, he was a, a manager at United. He went into his um, staff pricing and it was over $10,000 uh, American or, or Australian, whatever, American for a one-way ticket. And he was like blown away. He was like, what is happening? That is insane. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about people like me trying to get home. I'm worried about other people that like yeah. aren't, that aren't fortunate enough to, to do that. And that's what really pisses me off is that there are there are actually people stranded because they can't yeah. get home. If you want to try and get home in the U.S. at the moment, there aren't any tickets between now and uh, September. Was the last time I checked, and everything after September is over twenty thousand dollars for a one-way ticket. And that's bonkers to me. That is crazy. 
You're in first class though, right? You'd want to be in first class. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm up with the pilot, baby. I'm helping. Yeah, fuck yeah. Like the fucking <laughs> Foo Fighters film clip. It's yeah. You um, on top team. of that, you've also got to have uh, Australia doesn't care about um, uh, if you've been vaccinated or not. So yeah. I've my wife and I have been vaccinated for over six months now, or not six months, close to six months. Yeah. Um, they don't care about that shit. Uh, you can still you still have to get in the country and then um, quarantine for two weeks yeah. on top of being a negative COVID test. Like, it's just sort of weird regulations that doesn't benefit um, a lot of people. Like, it helps some people. Like, Hollywood movie stars, stars can come and go as fucking yeah. much as they please. But people trying to get home to see their families is just like, they just don't care. <laughs> or if you're the Prime Minister of Australia who wants to go, on holiday overseas and pretend that it's actual business trip. Three different pubs and yeah, yeah. Fuck, he's a cunt. Oh. He's a bit of a dickhead. Eh? Um. Anyway, hey, we had a dickhead running the country over here and got rid of him and fixed the fucking COVID problem up, uh, vaccination problem up within like six weeks. They sorted that shit out. Slick. So, hey, voting matters. <laughs> it, it could happen here. It could uh. Happen. So, so anyway, um, the answer to that story is maybe Baz. We'll see. <laughs> uh, good question, Baz. Uh, Baz continues, I'm sure I speak for many of your listeners. I just wanted to say thanks for the continued content during the times of COVID. It is something to look forward to. Thank you, Baz. Uh, I look forward to, to making Zip Podcast, although some days I do think, some days I will think, no, nah, I don't think I have a podcast this week. I just can't be fucked. I and then just, you start, uh, and it's one of the best it's every week. A, yeah, and then you come back the next week, and it's not that good anymore. Oh, yeah. Ha! Got and it. And there's four Fucking years in between. Boomed him. <laughs> uh, Johnny Bravo writes. Thanks, Baz. Thank you, Baz. Genuinely. Um, JB writes. Hey, gents. With the shit fight that we endured with starting a game of the Ascent this week, which I'm sure was discussed. Ooh, semicolon, look out. Um, do you think game developers need to take more a more considered approach on how they want to launch their game? Do you think a game's reputation could be tarnished because of the overall experience that a gamer has, which may include fighting with the MS Store that has nothing to do with the game itself? What is Microsoft's obligation here when approaching companies requesting they enter into agreements with them for exclusivity or otherwise? Heart, JB. Um... Yeah, this. Uh, yeah, I, I think we came pretty close to talking about this, but we didn't quite when we were talking about the ascent. Um, let's let's uh, let's do it in order because of the semicolon. Um, do they need to take a more considered approach on how they want to launch their game? I think game developers uh, often take uh, an extremely considered approach in how they want to launch their game, and then uh, uh, what is it? What's what's the the old saying? Uh, I don't know time makes fools of us all. Um, no, um, yeah, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face, right? Like, uh, yeah, just just not something that they can always plan for, or things happen along the way, and their considered considered approach starts to get less and less considered, and more and more haphazard, and uh, 
the problem is right something has to give at some point on all of these on all of these cases something has has to give and uh they locked in the release date for the ascent quite a while back i mean it was locked in at e3 at the very least so i'm no doubt that it was locked in before that uh which means that is not a variable anymore once the release date is locked in short of a delay obviously uh and we've you know talked about a couple uh, this week short of a delay uh yeah once the release date is locked in that's no longer a variable that you can use to manage um your your approach and suddenly anything that comes up has to has to fit in around that release date that's that's tied down and suddenly yeah these these little things that spring up like the microsoft store theoretically requiring certification we don't know for sure if it does but that's the best explanation that we have uh or perhaps they struggled wrapping it up into the msix um shit fuck uh packaging system for the windows store or whatever like whatever it was that they they just didn't account for these little things that they didn't account for along the way that Perhaps, you know, they should have, but they're a tiny team and, uh, yeah, maybe they just didn't know. Maybe they didn't know it would be a thing, right? Uh, and then suddenly the day has arrived and it can't be shifted. Uh, it can't be touched. And so all they have to do is release the game and deal with the consequences afterwards, which obviously sucks. Cyberpunk um, said what? Yeah, right? <laughs> Uh, classic. Um, yeah, maybe that's maybe that's that's the thing. Maybe cyberpunk related games are, are cursed. Um. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, I I definitely think they they try to take a more uh considered approach. Uh, but yeah, anything can happen, right? Uh, and yeah, they're a team of what did you say, eleven or twelve people? I think it says eleven on their eleven website, people. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, man, like, what a fucking what a nightmare. Um, do you think a game's reputation could be tarnished because of the overall experience that a gamer has, which may include fighting with the Microsoft Store that has nothing to do with the game itself? I absolutely think it could, uh, considering it has, uh, right? Like, I try, like, I think, I don't know if I did a good job of it, but I tried to fucking uh, qualify... Uh, the complaints I had about the game uh, when they were directly related to issues with the Microsoft Store. I tried to qualify my issues with the game in those terms, but there's no question that my experience with the game overall was impacted by the Microsoft Store. Like, I was... You just... You you get put... into Like, if... It's... Let's... I mean, we're talking about plane flights, right? Like, you get on a plane, right? If you get on a plane, the first thing that happens is, like, you go to your seat and there's some, I don't know, fucking kid uh, kicking in the back, the of, back the of the chair already <laughs> and the plane hasn't even taken off yet, right? That is going to... Even if you turn around and ask the kid to stop, and, and they do, it's it's already happened. That's already impacted your fucking flight experience. It's already taken place. 
Um, and so, yeah, it's difficult to separate those things. Um, and so, yeah, you just see things through a slightly different lens, right? Like the, it can't not ex- uh, impact your experience, which is yeah bad, right? Like I, I always worry about it when it comes to uh, reviewing games. I'm, I'm always extremely conscious or I try to be extremely conscious of the ways that my gameplay experience has been impacted by external factors. But yeah, like I, I, there's, there's not really much uh, you can do in in this case. And I, I guess I didn't review it, so it didn't really matter. Um, but hmm. I definitely think it can be tarnished. I think the sense reputation has been tarnished uh, as a result. Um, what do you think, Luke? Do you think that is the case, that the uh, overall experience can be impacted, or do you think it bleeds out quicker than... Yeah, I think like the majority of people that are playing this game, right, are probably on uh, Game Pass. Um, yeah, I was I was reading yes, yesterday, no, this morning, I was reading this morning on the, the subreddit for The Ascent, and um, people were talking about how to convert their game save to a Steam version so they could play the better version. So there's definitely a lot of people who are playing on Xbox Game Pass and who recognize that there is a better version out there. So, but yeah, anyway. As you I mean, at the same time though, the this is an after thing, right? This is the, the word of mouth. When when this game came out on, uh, I don't know how people re- reviewed this game, um, but on I'm assuming Steam, I think. Yeah, it's like a 7.5 on Metacritic at the moment, yeah, right. um, which isn't, it's not big. It's no. like a 6.5 on Xbox Series X. Um, right. And so, I mean, people seem to like it. It's one of those games that, like, I'm enjoying this, but it's obviously got its flaws. Because yeah. um, uh, all I heard about this game was positivity. And so when I saw the yeah. 7.5, I was like, that's weird. Uh, that's kind of low for, I thought it was going to be up at like a 9 or something. Um, for the way people were talking about this thing, sort of like Death's Door, right? A lot, yeah. lot of people were, uh, Club included, were, were saying how great that game was. Um, but it didn't have its technical problems, whereas this does. Yeah, yeah so exactly. I think that the word of mouth of people finally getting their hands on it and playing it on a certain platform absolutely causes issues. The same way as when a game launches on consoles and you hear about, like, oh, the Switch version isn't as good it's got all these issues and uh you know it, it doesn't look as good and it takes longer to load and all that sort of stuff um it hurts it for those type of people um which absolutely can be a problem like switch for indie is huge indie games on switch are massive it's yeah. such a big yep. audience there and if they don't do a good job of fixing those problems um then it, yeah in the long run it can sort of like you want that momentum about like the word of mouth the people talking good things about it and if all people are hearing is about how bad something is on a platform then it takes a lot of uh goodwill to sort of come back from that and that's yeah issue exactly um the question the the third part of this question, what is Microsoft's obligation here when approaching companies requesting they enter into agreements with them for exclusivity or otherwise? I think I think we actually did touch on this earlier uh, in that I like we both think that Microsoft does have an obligation uh, to developers. I mean, 
We don't know the deals that go on to get a game onto the Game Pass. Uh, they must be quite lucrative because people. I mean, we've keep seen the money, right? We know how much money it is. Or was that Epic? That was Epic. That was Epic, right? It's different. Um, it's different again. But yeah, but it's got to be quite a bit. Uh, at the same time, uh, these the, they are artistic uh, endeavors. They're creators uh, who have created like something. Uh, that they want people to enjoy and so I, I believe that they have a, a higher obligation to to yeah. developers to enable them to provide the best possible version of these the, mm. their game as early as possible and again it's very different from having um, Cyberpunk come out and them rolling out five updates in a week with 30 or 40 bug fixes and a, a game like The Ascent come out with 11 people on the team two programmers maybe <laughs> that have yeah. like you might get an update this week that'll fix a couple of things but it's completely different when you're looking at team sizes and people don't know that like they don't give a fuck who makes well a lot of people they don't know how many people are on a game or who's making yeah. it they just know like hey uh, hey the new grand theft auto is out this month or yeah um, you know th- there's obviously those type of games where they know that the you know next uh, Bethesda games coming out, or next Elder Scrolls game, or Grand Theft Auto. Like, there's obviously people that are very savvy, but for the most part, they just don't know. <laughs> it's yeah. not really a factor. Yeah, it doesn't. They yeah, it doesn't game, factor like in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right, there you go. Good questions, JB. Thanks for writing in. Yep. Good Wonderbar. stuff. That is the podcast. You got anything to plug this week, Job? You had some stuff go up. Uh, yeah, go read my uh, Hell Let Loose review or watch the video on uh, on YouTube. I, I had a comment saying that uh, a couple of the sections went too long, and I, upon reflection, I probably could have broken uh, that one video out into a couple of videos. But um, whatever, uh, it is what it is. Yeah, um, for a fucking Job review, Jesus yeah, Christ, right? strap in baby um my recommendation is uh universal soldier oh you watch universal soldier yeah no not in a long either no or not in a long time one of those two it holds up pretty well uh it holds up better than lethal weapon which i also watched on the weekend and uh it was just all over the fucking place like that there was something about the way it was directed there's like Every everything was just too long. It was like they were like waiting for a laugh track that didn't exist or some shit. It was weird, man, uh, which was very annoying. And instead of a laugh track, it was saxophones. Um, so uh, yeah, Lethal Weapon didn't hold up so well. Uh, Universal Soldier, like Dolph Lundgren in that movie is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah. And, Did uh, you see that they might be making um, Expendables 4? I've seen like Sly posting a bunch of stuff about it. I did not. No, yeah. no I didn't. And Dolph did something as well. I saw him posting about it as well. Uh, Sweet. Yeah, man. I'll watch that. Yeah. Well, I didn't think much <laughs> of 3, else but can they get? I'll still watch 4. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gold. Uh, what about you? What do you got, Luke? Uh, I don't know, man. Um... I don't think I got anything to pimp out. I can't think of anything. Yet. I, I watched, rewatched Avengers, uh, Infinity War, Endgame, right? Dual back-to-back thing. Still really good, uh, excellent, very good. 
cool. Um, oh, you know what? You should check it out. Have you got Amazon Prime? Yeah. If you've got Prime, check out Con Man. Have you watched Con Man with Alan no. Tudyk? Uh, yeah, okay. pretty pretty funny. Uh, yeah. He's he's like a second-rate actor who was on a very popular spaceship-based sci-fi show, and he goes to conventions. Right. It's pretty funny. Um, I watched the last Fear Street. Oh, I haven't watched any of them. Sixty-six. Yeah, it's good. Good fun. Yeah. Okay, I'll check them out. Yeah. Um, it's a trilogy of R.L. Stein, uh, his teen horror novels. Yeah. Uh, he had like Goosebumps back in the day, and then like Fear Street was the more adulty teenage one, and this is like full on. I'm pretty sure it's R-rated. It must be R-rated. Um, it's good. Good fun. Lots of gory deaths and things like that cool um, yeah very campy nice. uh, check that out there you uh, go and that is cool. the podcast uh, you can find us on iTunes Android Windows Store Spotify YouTube all places you get podcasts from under the gap of the GA podcast uh, please rate and review the show helps other people find us uh, you can also find us on social media facebook.com slash GA podcast twitter.com slash GA podcast you can also um, jump onto our discord page thegapodcast.com slash discord you can um, basically find all sorts of people talking about weird things on there like food I saw a new food channel go up yep. recently yep out of the food channel uh, I said I was going to do it the other week when I did the solo cast and then I promptly forgot and then I remembered yep. uh, had, had we, we had a big staycation we were supposed to go to Tasmania over the weekend had yeah. a really fun bunch of fucking reminder emails about that. Thanks for nothing, fucking Google trips. But um, instead, we stayed at home and just cooked. We got the mm-hmm. vaccine, so we didn't really feel up to loads of cooking. On did you Saturday. feel like shit the cooked. next day? I didn't, but my wife, yeah. fuck, she had the weirdest. Like, I woke up at one point the night after we got them, and she was like under like five blankets she was wearing her yeah. hoodie and she was like lying there and she's like oh, i'm so cold i'm like i'm i'm like my balls are sweaty under two blankets <laughs> i'm like what are you fucking talking about <laughs> she was uh yeah she was having the whole thing but not me no i had a, my arm had a bit of an bit ache sore. and that was it yeah. but yeah fair no. enough yeah all right um Anyway, yeah, Discord, Discord. <laughs> jump on there. Uh, we got some voice channels. The uh, the beta for Back for Blood is starting really soon. Uh, if you're looking for people to play, uh, jump in there. I'm sure there's going to be some people hanging out for that one. Oh, yeah. It should be a lot of fun. For sure. Uh, yeah, and uh, you can also go to our website, thegapodcast.com. Check out our past episodes. Also, like Job said, he's got some other feature content on there. Hell Let Loose review uh have a look at that one go watch the video have a bit of a read all that fun stuff uh otherwise uh that competition as well still going or still going did you still going yep it's still going until the end of this week uh so make sure you jump in um this should be out soon enough for you to jump in if you haven't yet um do it to it like you what do you got to lose absolutely nothing so you may as well win a microphone yeah one or two microphones b20 we, there, there are two, so you've got double the chances. Yeah. Uh, 25 words or less. What is your favorite game to stream or watch being played and why? Uh, on ozgamers.com. I think it's on. It's in the feature box. Oh, well, 
at time of recording, so it's easy to find. Yeah, um, yeah just jump in and do it to it. I believe you have there to There be... was three? Was three what? There was three of them. Three microphones. You took one. Oh, get the fuck out of here. This, uh, this is a review <laughs> unit. <laughs> I've, still got, I've still got the Yeti here for when I, I get the email telling me I have to send this thing back. Um, yeah. but I'm enjoying this like, thing I'm so far. I've on it a bunch and I've also had COVID. Yeah. It <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> yep. All right. Anyway. Um, that is all thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support the show, go to patreon.com slash the podcast, become a recurring member, get this podcast early, early this week. Oh yeah. And, uh, early next week. I don't know. Early every week, usually. Um, <laughs> so thank to you early. to everyone that helps support this show uh keeps the podcast uh, website running and uh we absolutely appreciate everyone's support on that we do thank um, you so much you're the best you can find me at twitter.com slash luke laurie where can people find you on the internet at joey jojo excellent that Remember. is it for this week are we allowed to tease what we're doing next week or not at the moment oh i don't think we can Okay. Yeah, let's not risk it. Let's not risk it. But yep. there's stuff out next week that we can talk about. Indeed. Um, it'll be exciting for people to listen to because, hey, that's what we do here. Anyway, thank you, everyone, for your uh, ears, ear holes this week. We uh, yep. had a lot of fun, and uh, we'll catch you then. See you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye.